Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain? We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, fairy tale friends. This is it. This is it. The final. We're, we're coming to you. This is the last episode we're going to record this season. We have recorded next week's, which is bed knobs and broomsticks, of course. Of mm-hmm. course. Of course. We have some surprises throughout our break that will be like oh, peppered we're, in. We're going to talk about those here oh, in a second. Okay. But we're here to you with our end of season mailbag. Um, just coming at you at the very tail end of having recorded all the Disney all the Disney animated. We've talked about this in a few other episodes leading up to this. Kind of feels like a history of animation. But we did it. We're done. I know. And we've we've highlighted, but it does feel good. It it it's a huge accomplishment that again, I don't know if I seriously considered would we ever get here to this moment. You know, I think early on I was like, yeah, we can do it, but also it was pandemic schedule, right? Yes. So, you know, there we weren't doing much, so it was easy to schedule and do it and everything. And at one point, you know, in behind the scenes, things that you didn't uh weren't privy to listeners. Uh so we'll air it all out <laughs> we're here. Notice, we're we're notably very very secretive about our personal lives on this podcast (laughs) but uh one thing was we did at some point change the schedule because i was getting really overwhelmed and burned out once we went back to i don't even want to say normal because i i don't think our routine i think after covid everything has changed it's just different uh but once we got back to a somewhat regular yeah, yeah somewhat regular routine of going back to work and seeing friends and you know going out and seeing movies and going out to eat things like that I started to get overwhelmed that oh my gosh we have something every week and I feel like we're always doing something for the podcast mm-hmm. and so that's when we shifted our schedule to taking that fourth week off and I will say that's made all the difference for me mm-hmm. if we kept to the other schedule I think we would have finished it, but I would have been a crankier person. Or yeah, strange world. It's great. <laughs> a plus. Goodbye. Or I would. I may have requested a break in this last season. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like a break before we finished it. So for me, I would say you know that was a change that was for the better. And if you're starting a podcast out there, that's one thing to keep in mind. Is you know you're on your schedule. Um, But you do feel beholden Mm -hmm. to the listeners. So, you know, that was something that we were trying to keep in mind, how to keep it somewhat consistent and regular, but also, you know, be supportive to like what is going on in our lives. Carly reached out to me today and I'm going to read this, even though it wasn't an email she sent in, but she said something very nice to me on Discord today. You have so many Discord channels. All right. No, it's fine. It's just I have like one. (laughs) I made a comment about uh, a future season and I said premiering in 2027. And she said, heck yeah, I love my Thursday morning content. She said, you're the best. I said, well, it's true. As soon as I clock in, she basically was like, I I won't read the whole thing because that might be 
more. I don't know yeah. if that might be spinning what she's doing. But she says she clocks into work and she gets done and Thursdays are her. I don't have a lot of meetings and she's always like time to pop this in and she enjoys listening to it so i don't know that felt really nice that's great carly is uh for listeners who you know we never know where you jump in carly designed our logo what a weird episode to jump in on but yes carly designed our logo even if they started listening 10 episodes ago they wouldn't know that she designed the logo or you know 20 episodes ago and and she may be designing future logos hint hint hint, also very exciting um i'm excited also about like we had so many format changes from the beginning to now. Like we usually had, we've always had the same thing of, we have the Disney movies that are, we watch the movie, we stop in the middle to watch it or now to let you guys watch it. And then we hop back in and do the, the synopsis. But then we started adding all the little mini tales or, or something I really enjoy doing because it's a fun little nostalgic burst that's not just specifically Disney. And it also, you know, we're not doing research heavy, so it's kind of nice. It mm-hmm. gives us a break. And it is nice to pepper those in that are like Disney adjacent. Well, yeah. Let's talk more about what you like about it and not how it helps your schedule. I feel like there. Oh, the- <laughs> I've really, I've loved the podcast. Oh, please listeners don't. And you, Ryan, don't take offense to that. Uh, but I do think there's something to be said. Now I feel like I'm shouting. I do feel like there's something to be said about a quality of life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this in certain episodes, but you know, this is something we do for fun and I want to make sure it stays that way. Well, I want to make sure it stays enjoyable, which it has. What's? Let me ask you a question. What's the most fun, like, what what kind of episodes do you like doing the best? Ooh, that's a great question. I really like them all because I do enjoy the research, right? I do mm-hmm. like looking stuff up. I think having a guest, I think at the end of the day, having a guest for me is always the most fun because they're always going to bring a perspective I haven't thought about. They're always mm-hmm. going to bring their own knowledge, their own research, their own experience uh, of the movie and how they connect with it. And so for me, that is always exciting. Even if they're returning guests, each of their episodes are so different. You know, mm-hmm. we have some five timer club uh, guests <laughs> and, uh, you know, each of their episodes are, are very different. And I also really like the childhood trauma ones a lot. I love like I love the type of movies that you watch and go, how was I allowed to watch this as a kid? And I also like them being so different from the Disney stuff that it's just kind of fun to jump in and do that. So yeah, those are, those are my favorites. Um, And I do, I do think like I've, some people have said, why don't you just do a childhood trauma podcast? I'm like, I like how often we do it. Like once every few months, like is yeah. the perfect amount of jumping into those. I think we'd run out quickly because then we start getting into ones that are just bad movies and not fun movies, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, we probably could do one or two more a little bit more frequently, mm-hmm. but I think it does depend on, you know, Where with Disney, yeah, with yeah. Disney, we were trying to get to this point. I think when we do Don Bluth or we do other seasons, <laughs> that's a whole season of childhood trauma. So don't you worry. People. Yes. Yeah. But also, <laughs> you know, we might, we might, uh, Throw mix some more in, in some there. other stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we asked everyone to send us voicemails, emails, Facebook questions, and I've got some anonymous questions I think are going to be a lot of fun. First off, I want to start with our voicemails, of which we have none from this year. And I want to apologize to some people from last year that you sent in some and we never responded to them. Um, I'll play them for Tara separately. I don't want to play them on here because I think it was after we said, hey, we're going to play them on here and made sure you knew. So. Oh, so we're, we don't know if we've gotten I'll hold permission. off just in case. Yeah. They're also like very old stuff. But thank you so much for sending them in. 
the voicemail i understand like and nowadays asking someone to call someone isn't you know is 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 kind of a big deal um we'll we'll keep still keep it going in the future so always remember 707 yotrpd1 um we have plenty of other stuff through other things so let me start with our emails we have four emails okay two of which are from richard so those are gonna be very long (laughs) so let's start with our first one is from carly now i have not read these okay oh my gosh carly has five questions so this well here we go i'm into it uh Hey, Taryn Ryan, congrats on completing another remarkable season and clearing the Disney roster. That must feel amazing. Mm -hmm. You both have done such fantastic work, and I love hearing your thoughts on all of these films, especially with all the new knowledge you have picked up over the seasons. With hitting such a milestone, I have to ask a few questions. Number one, what are you both most proud of from this podcast? That we did it is, is mine. Like The fact that we got this far and like... We've got someone sent out to me, a friend of mine sent out to me really early in in the podcast about the Facebook page specifically about it being a very fun little community. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's cool. And she like really pushed on me to be like, no, like everyone's really nice to each other. There aren't arguments. It's people who don't know each other. Like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a single negative comment from any, you know, I think the most we took heat for was uh, not ranking Abuela <laughs> as a villain. Yeah, don't worry, we'll discuss but, that. But do you know what I mean? Overall, and, and that was not any, done it, in a malicious yeah, way. Any Nothing. heat we take is a joke. It's yeah. like, well, how could you like this movie and not yeah, like this movie? You know, it's, it's stuff like that. I really, I enjoy our community as well. It's I, not very big, but I like it. And, and it's allowed us, you'll find out during this break, we've met people simply through doing this. Um, you know, we've, we've had people on the pot, like Madeline, like we knew Madeline before that, but Madeline has become much, a much nice, nice <laughs> she's the same level of nice. She's become a closer friend and been on the podcast because of, you know, her yeah. jumping onto the community. And Madeline, if you're listening to this one in real time, <laughs> I still owe you Leanne's, Leanne's book. book. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. That's I promise. Really I promise. Funny. Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, so for <laughs> what me, are you most proud of? yeah, for me, that we did it, I think is a given. But for me, it's also, I think the connections and the relationships that we've made along the way. I think, you know, mm-hmm. we have a lot of guests on who were friends of ours. But we've kind of reconnected friendships with some of those guests, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, friends who maybe we used to live close and now we don't or friends that we lost contact with. And now we're more connected because we invited them on the podcast and strangers that we've had. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think for me, it's about the relationships and the connections and that our marriage is still strong. Yeah, listen, (laughs) Uh, we again, we are pretty easy breezy and uh we shared, I think, in a previous episode recently, you know, we do bicker and things happen. But overall, nothing so intense that would make me not want to do this with this, you. Yeah, not want to do, do this or be upset with you or, you know, anything. I think when you get into anything that's like a business or creative endeavor with someone, I wouldn't call this a business endeavor because we make zero money on this. But. <laughs> It's you know it's definitely a creative endeavor and this could have gone many ways. This could have gotten to Cinderella and been like we're done. Um, yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, it like we need to keep our marriage. Let's work on this. So that's that's a big deal. What was your favorite episode or movie to do this season? Ooh, <sighs> I see. I have to look at the list. Can I pull that up on Apple Podcasts? 
Absolutely. Okay. That for me, Carly, I'm such a visual person. I kind of need to, because I'll say something we did recently otherwise, and I want to make sure I actually think about this. I think it was Raya and the Last Dragon with Leanne because I had so, we spent so much time talking about Southeast Asian culture and getting, like, I have, I have so many on TikTok now. They're always like, learn to make this Philippine, this Filipino dish like i have mm. so much cooking stuff coming across yeah. from like me looking up some of those things it was so neat to talk about the end when you were talking about the the drew and the drone and how they were plots and tangles <laughs> was hilarious to me like yeah. it was really i learned a lot i had a lot of fun leanne's always a wonderful guest to have on because i feel like i learn a whole she's it, it's funny to me i don't know that leanne specifically does this but there's a lot of guests who come on they're like well, what am i gonna say i'm like don't worry you'll you, we've never had a guest come on and not at least be like I have some thoughts on this and yeah. be an entertaining guest, in my opinion. So so there's a lot that I'm seeing here because I'm scrolling through. I think uh, several of them Leanne was a guest on. Uh, I think that's a testament to who she is as a guest. But they're also, I like them for different reasons. Tangled because mm-hmm. we'd never seen it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun with that one because so many people were shocked we hadn't seen it. And it is now one of my all-time favorite Disney movies. And I didn't expect a newer movie to come into that to, to jump into to your jump favorite, into yeah. that yeah i mean moana and stuff like that i'd seen so they're up there too but so that was me moana i loved because i was raised by the beach that's another leanne one we now like use that quote in our lives <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> about me being raised by the beach i liked moana a lot uh i liked the super mario brothers movie that we did that was, that was a, a mini tale but i had a lot of fun because that movie was so bonkers uh, and I really enjoyed Encanto a lot mm-hmm. uh, for multiple reasons, but I thought Amanda brought a lot of awareness and, uh, you know, her perspective and lived mm-hmm. experiences, which really helped uh, helped me understand things in a different way with that episode. This season, what movie surprised you the most? This could be something you <sighs> learned about it, uh, it from your research or you can certain... Or had certain expectations and it changed your perspective on it. I would say the one that was the most like surprising to me was the Little Mermaid live action. I was just gonna uh, say because that because I was I I don't think Tara understands how much I was like I'm just going to this because Tara wants to see it. Well, because you didn't tell me that, so no, because, I didn't know I didn't, that. Want, I didn't want to ruin your good time by yeah. being a stick in the mud. Like afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, it was okay, and I was just like. I was so excited to see Melissa McCarthy like every time she was on screen like it was really good. It the, the biggest testament I can give to that movie is the fact that Chef Louie was not in it. I didn't even think about that till like I know, later. That's your I, was fate, like, I was like, "Hey, Chef Louie wasn't in there." Yeah, I would say I would say the same. That was going to be my gut answer was The Little Mermaid. I think another one that really surprised me and I just had it. Hold on. Strange World was very surprising but only because we had extremely low expectations like and i've heard people be like yeah it was boring and i'm like i get that but like if you went in with like the expectations we had like it, it was pretty good yeah i would agree with that it's also i will be honest i can only remember back about eight episodes and then it gets well blurry. that's why i'm scrolling here yeah. just to make sure i don't miss anything oh pete's dragon that was the other one the, the oh, remake yeah. it wasn't Something that I was obsessed with, like The Little Mermaid, but it was a delightful movie, and I'm glad Mm -hmm. we watched it. Absolutely. Oh, and one that hasn't come out yet. 
bed knobs and broomsticks. Uh, spoiler alert, we really like bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, yeah, that one really surprised me and also surprised me because we talk about it on the episode, which you'll hear in the future. Uh, but we we talk about how surprised that both Ryan and I had never seen it. Like it should have been one we saw growing up because we liked a lot of the things that are adjacent to bed knobs and broomsticks, but for whatever reason, we never watched it. So it was very surprising how much I enjoyed it. And I would watch that one again. It's, I think it might be out. If not, it's out this week uh, or we'll put it up somewhere. Uh, we were recently on the We'll Make a Dis Nerd Out of You podcast uh, with some um, friends, Tom and John, who uh, we did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but we talked about how we just did Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. They're both British and they were both like, how have you never seen yeah. Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? And I was like, I don't know. We've seen it now. <laughs> and definitely check them out and give them a listen. Absolutely. They're fantastic the and have podcast. become very fast friends. And we will be releasing that on our feed with a uh, a, a little bit of an edited version. Um, John is a wonderful person, but a little bit of a potty mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, but it for was so our nice being able to say bad words on a podcast. Kid-friendly <laughs> listeners. Yeah, we'll edit yeah. it a little bit. So we'll put that on ours, but uh, it's it's a fun episode if you want to check out uh, an early uh, uh, adult version of it. Uh, number four, with the Disney roster now cleared, which animated films are you most excited to focus on next? I'm excited for Don Bluth. I... I all Dogs Go to Heaven, I loved as a kid. I've not seen it as an adult. I think it might be traumatic for me as an adult. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, but mm -hmm. I think in general, several of Don Bluth's that I grew up with and loved, I'm really excited to revisit them as an adult because I've not seen them since I was a kid. I, I am too, and because part of it is I think it, it, it speaks to me more as an elder millennial. Like, I think, like, it's it's real close to the line of stuff that I may be more interested than you mm -hmm. are because I, some of them came out before you were born. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm excited for those. I'm excited. So I don't know if we've officially announced this. Our next season is going to be Don Bluth. The season after that, we will start up our Pixar. I'm really pumped for Pixar. And I... Yes. I you know, when we were doing Disney, I'd say, oh, well, what about this? And I'm like, oh, that's Pixar. Oh, that's Pixar. So I am very excited to do a Pixar season and something I want to bring up to you now is to, to me yes oh uh, we've not talked about this because oh. we haven't really we haven't this is discussed happening in real time people yeah, we haven't discussed the Pixar season because it's okay. after Don Bluth but I want to make sure we think about where it is in the Disney timeline because I think in my brain that will help me mm. as we so I want to make sure okay. this is a reminder to us that when we do <laughs> and to Ryan while he years edits. later when we do the Pixar season to make sure you know where would this go in the Disney lineup mm -hmm. because I do think also for listeners who might discover our podcast later on then they could jump back and forth hey you might want to check out this episode and this episode because these were what was happening when this Pixar movie came out. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it'll follow that uh, history of animation type thing. We'll think about that and see where we want to put in there. Yeah. What Pixar movie specifically are you like really looking forward to? Oh, now that's a tough question. Uh, 
Do you have one? I'm excited for you to see Wally. Yes, I've never seen Wally, and at this point, I'm just gonna wait because I think it's so beautiful, and it's like the first half of it has no dialogue. You know, everyone so, so and lots of people are surprised I've never seen it. When I say that, I just I missed it. I don't think it's got like I will tell you the other day on TikTok a uh, Coco scene came up, and I turned oh, into a mess. Yes, Coco. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot wait for Coco. Yes. I cannot wait for Coco and Finding Nemo. I love Finding Nemo. I love Finding Nemo when, I, when that came out. when I was out. in Australia and it was gorgeous. I, there's, I'm sure there's a bunch of others that I'm just not thinking of right now. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading forward to the next question. Are you ready? Yeah. Most important question of all, what has Lady's favorite film been since starting this podcast? <laughs> I would like to say it's got to be Lady and the Tramp because it's the only one she's responded yeah, to. Yeah, it's the only it's one, the one she's... she barked back at, which is funny because it's, it's not her namesake, but you know. Yeah. she's lady luck she's not just yeah. lady but and i'll see if i can find that video we have posted it in the past but since we're releasing this episode it, but she does react to puppy lady not when they're adults when yes. they bark as adults she doesn't react to them but when they first get lady and they bring her home and it's i think that first night and she can't sleep and then they invite her into the bed yes. uh it's it's somewhere in that moment but mm-hmm. so i'd say yes that would be lady's favorite and thank you for thinking of lady carly <laughs> thanks again for all the wonderful episodes that have become a staple to my thursday morning sincerely carly carly thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being a cheerleader for our show and thank you so much for being a host yeah you've given us so much support along the way and we greatly appreciate it for sure here comes <laughs> i see that's that's email one from Richard. I can't wait. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, Tara and Ryan. First of all, I want to say, well, his says first of all, but this is Ryan speaking, not Richard. First of all, Richard, thank you for being this type of person, and thank you for oh, for we sending really all appreciate this. I love it. it. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I'm giving you, uh, giving you some some uh, crap, I guess I can say <laughs> about it, but I'm trying to think of like, but I, I want you to know it's all from a place of love. <clears throat> now I am Richard. First of all, I want to congratulate you on a great season three of TRPD. I can't say for sure that I have heard every single episode from this season. That's, this is Ryan now. That's fine. And I encourage people when they jump in, just grab the episodes of the, uh, of, that you want. And if you really like it, you can go back and listen to all of them. That's fine. Like I, it's, it's perfectly fine when someone goes, what episodes should I start on? Don't necessarily do the first pick some movies you like and watch those. Well, what I would say, I know we're trying to get to Richard's email here, <laughs> but I think skipping around is part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Because you know you pick you start with your favorite movies is what I would say start with your favorite Disney movie uh, unless it's the OGP Dragon then you might want to skip it yeah don't start with that one ever yeah, yeah. start with any other episode uh, except and for the other Peach thing Dragon. I will say too is if you go back and listen to Snow White now you know we were figuring out our tech and lots of things so mm-hmm. it's like those early episodes maybe challenging to listen to I mean you can still listen to them they sound fine but when you compare them to some of the later episodes you know we've worked the kinks out yes. Uh, I can't say for sure that I've heard every single episode this season, but I do know you had some great takes on many of the of these films, from Princess and the Frog to your mini tale of The Little Mermaid, as of the time of this writing. You two, along with your guests, always make for great listening and fun times while trying to educate people on the growth, or lack thereof, for many of Disney's properties. Now, while I love praising you, oh boy, I do have a few thoughts on some things I have a beef with with you. Pause for Tara's audible gasp. <laughs> Please, Tara, it's not personal. I have to... Not please, Ryan, it's not personal, but please, Tara, it's not personal. <laughs> oh, no. I have to go back and mention one thing that happened when, before your season three started. In your Batman Mask of the Phantasm, you had asked if the character of the Phantasm ever made another appearance. Maybe Ryan was too cool to watch the series. 
Oh, <laughs> right. But in Justice League Unlimited, we see the character return when Terry McGinnis learns of his true parentage. You are correct. That was, he was, he, she did show up again in Justice League Unlimited. And excellent justice league episode i believe it was the last one where they just decided to do an extra episode tying in batman beyond tara has fallen asleep listening to this no whole. it's now, interesting thank you richard now i won't spoil anything just watch the episode but phantasm was originally sp- supposed to kill terry's parents in an attempt to drive him to become batman and i will leave it at that okay cool Ryan, I specifically have a beef with you regarding two <laughs> things. One, I have had made attempts to have you hit the page with Bigfoot facts to no avail. Did you run out of Bigfoot facts? <laughs> I, I feel like I hit most of them. Some of the facts are like, hey, there's a new game coming out with Bigfoot in it. Or hey, like, like yeah. there's only so many facts. Part of the reason that Bigfoot is so intriguing, Richard, is because of his mystique. Shouldn't <laughs> this be a weekly thing? Is Tara keeping you locked out of the page to maintain its integrity? <laughs> Blink SOS if you're being held back against your will. <laughs> Continuing on that thought, we need more Bluey wrestling memes. Possibly a whole Bluey show, but I'll leave that for your discretion. This is me jumping in again. Uh, Madeline has been kind enough to send us the top five Bluey episodes to watch i did find out bluey episodes are also not 30 minutes long they're like five or ten so it it will be much easier for us to do a bluey episode that's coming for those of you ask about the bluey wrestling memes there was a weird thing on a wrestling page i was on where for like a week everyone was making wrestling jokes with bluey characters and i was passing them on to the podcast it was it was very funny uh seeing those memes and the fact that my kids watch the show constantly makes it even better though every adult won't admit they watch it when their kids aren't there I enjoyed your Hocus Pocus 2 episode, but I wonder if your thoughts have changed since watching it originally, or any episode for that matter. I love that you were enthusiastic about the movie and it was good, but I personally still hold the first film as a much better film. Oh, I agree with that. I agree too. I know Disney likes trying to have a redemption arc for its villains as of late, but it felt like it went against for the, against character for the Sanderson sisters. I want to jump in on that for a sec because I do feel like, I've said this many times, Tara and I like just enjoy watching movies together and it's we always do this podcast as a, this is our first thought when we see something. Mm-hmm. I I don't like, I never want to come off as people who are like Disney people who are like Disney could do no wrong. They're all great. But I am also willing to enjoy things the way they are when I see them. Now, I haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2 a second time. I don't know that I will. We really enjoyed seeing it that time. And I think I said this on the episode, but the thing I liked about it was it did feel like a reunion concert for those characters. Yeah, and for... For lovers of the first one to get that world back mm-hmm. was really exciting. So I think, you know, there was this energy and excitement after we watched it of here are these characters again, you know, and here's the storyline. I would like to watch it again and probably will during spooky mm-hmm. season. Uh, so, Richard, maybe, you know, I'll give you that take on the Facebook page after rewatching it, because I will say we've only watched it the one time. Although, did you see? I think there's a third one that they just announced. I haven't heard anything about that. I think so. We've we'll been seeing those things it. that are like it's coming out and it's someone's yeah, done a really good Photoshop job. Yeah, and then I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. I will say the other thing is, though, this isn't Star Wars. I don't need the, like, character arc. To, like, if, if, if it's goofy and, yeah, they get a redemption arc... I think that's based off of the popularity of the characters and less on the actual, like, what would these characters do at this point? Yeah. And I'm cool with that. I like that. I, I will say we also said we wanted to see the young Sanderson sisters more and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I would love that. I, I, I just, I'm okay with that in this case. I'm not okay with it in every franchise. But, you know, to each his own. Taste is subjective. Art art is, is, is in the eye of the beholder. 
Tara, dot, dot, dot. Uh-oh. Great start. Maybe it's because you didn't watch the campy greatness that was the 1960s Batman, <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, but how could you not love Sky High? It was fun, <laughs> campy, and had a cast that mostly went on to be in other superhero shows that were way more popular, but they did it first. When this came on the Disney Channel, I would watch it constantly because it was so fun. How can you say no to a movie featuring Ryan's personal hero, Bruce, if chins could kill Campbell? I used to be really obsessed with Bruce Campbell. Um, was it the most? Was it the most? Was it the most deep plot for a movie? No, but a fun movie where you can turn your brain off and just have fun is exactly why I think people love this movie. Do we really care how the sausage salad is made, or do we just enjoy eating it? <laughs> um, sausage slash salad, not a sausage salad. That's weird. That, yeah, that's better. Uh, so I was scrolling through and saw that and was like, make a note to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard, I'm glad you brought it up. I think for me, I just should have seen it when I was younger. I think if I saw it when I was younger, I probably would have enjoyed it. I have seen the campy 1960s Batman. I grew up watching it with my grandparents. Um, I think maybe in the episode, Ryan maybe had mentioned I didn't or I don't know. I don't know if that was in the episode or not. But yeah, I grew up watching that. I love campy 1960s Batman. I wasn't transported there with that movie. And again, for me, I think it was just, I just wasn't into it. And I really tried to get into it. Ryan was so excited for it. And, you know, some behind the scenes input. It was a challenging episode to record <laughs> because I was not into it. And I could have, like, not even recorded an episode and been okay. And Ryan was so excited for it. So our energies, you know, we had to take a moment and I think restart the recording. Because mm-hmm. we were just coming from two different very energy places with the movie uh so that was definitely one that was a little challenging for us and you know richard i'd like to say i'd watch it again but i probably won't just because there was nothing in it that i was like oh maybe i'll go back and give it another try but i appreciate that you love it and i think that to me is what i've enjoyed another thing i've enjoyed a lot about this podcast is if you're a diehard fan of something, you're going to go to bat for it no matter what. And especially if it's one you saw when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a testament to a lot of what we're doing, this nostalgia podcast, for right? The, for the record, it came out in 2005. So when we were younger, Richard and I were in oh, college. For some so. reason, I thought it was for some reason, I thought it was like. Maybe a little earlier. I than thought that. it was no. like late nineties, no, so it, I was so. putting it. I was putting it earlier in a timeline. But I, regardless, I, if you enjoyed it, I think that's amazing. I just it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, click I think with me. If if you go back and listen, to it, we enjoy almost everything we watch. So maybe that's a little disappointing when we don't when we don't like something. I I would rather have an episode that both of us hate than I like and Tara doesn't because when I show her a movie that I think she's going to like, it's 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 like I get a little cheat code. I get to introduce her to a movie as if like I was involved with the movie's production. Yeah. And I show it to her and I'm like, "Yes." And so when I was like this one, I was so sure she was going to like it. I'm just sitting there and I try not to do this, but I was like, "Oh, she hates this. She hates this so much." I was so trying much. really hard because I knew how much you were you liked it and were excited about it. The as only- Kurt Russell and I love Kurt Russell, but yeah, you can listen to my opinions on the episode about it. The but. only time, the best instance of this, and we won't go into it because it's a spoiler for a, a movie that has uh, the spoilers a big deal, and it's also not a Disney movie. But when we watched the game with Michael Douglas, the David Fincher movie, yes, where, like he thinks he's in a game and then it thinks it's real and it's him and Sean Penn. Okay, you've blocked it from your memory because we watched it. We got to the end and you went. Skit, you were like, 
this movie sucks. I will now tell Tara what the end of the movie is so she <laughs> yes, remembers. Yes, I can't remember. At the, we watched the movie and Tara seemed really into it. And then in the end, she hated the ending so much. She was like, I never want to watch this movie again. <laughs> and I blocked and it out of bl- my brain. wiped it from her brain. <laughs> and that was one of the best times that I've ever been like, oh, she's really going to like this. And then she hated it. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I liked it until the end. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I uh, Going back to Richard's email, I do have to thank you. One of two, I want to point out again. Mm. I do have to thank you for the Christmas triple feature. The Christmas toy was a great film in my mm. childhood, despite being a little dark. I honestly believe all those toys did, in fact, die. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but thanks to the power of love and friendship, they were brought back since it seems a lot of them had been gone for a while. Fortunately, Pixar learned from this and just made it so that a child would be traumatized for his life knowing that knowing the toys are alive and with Sid. As mm. for Gremlins, again, it's one of my personal faves, and who didn't want a Mogwai after this film, despite the fact that you could potentially have killer creatures spawn from it? You probably will never see Gremlins 2 on the podcast. Incorrect, Richard. I promise you now, Gremlins 2 will 100% yes, be on this 100%. podcast. Because t- Tara and I have both seen it. And, and love it. And spoiler alert, we like it better than Gremlins 1. I will say watching Gremlins 1 made me like it more this time, but I yeah. love Gremlins 2. But just, uh, you'll probably never see Gremlins 2 on the podcast, but just watching it on its own is great because of the Im- improved puppets, the incredible acting talent of John Glover and Sir Christopher Lee, and the great, just the greatest cameo of all, Hulk Hogan challenging the Gremlins to a re- to a match at WrestleMania. Do you remember that part? Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, still haven't listened to Santa to the Santa Claus or Rudolph Shiny New Year yet, so I may have another email later. Indeed, he does. Regarding Homeward Bound, Michael J. Fox is a treasure and dogs rule and cats drool. (laughs) There's no change in my mind on either fact. Ryan, I decided to watch Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery after hearing the episode. Yep, you just had to see John Cena catch a boulder. That indeed was the highlight. You are right, though, about how wrestling does just suck a person in case in point i was finishing a double at work and had friday night smackdown on a tv in the background my co-worker despite not ever seeing wrestling was captivated <laughs> as we caught the women's qualifier for money in the bank Ooh, you gotta I, get back at us and let us know which qualifier that was this looks like a good money in the bank here for women uh she had many questions about the sport and i did my best to explain so maybe she will tune in again uh you feel free to send her my email <laughs> I'll, I'll be glad to, to help her out. Or the wrestling Facebook page that you're on. Everybody doesn't need to know about that. I know, but I feel like you could tell Richard what it is. Yes. All right. Well, this doesn't just go out to Richard. Remember, this is a podcast. <laughs> All right. This ends this email. But again, I just want to say I love the podcast. I look forward to the next journey that we get to take with you and your guests. Sincerely, Richard. Oh, thank, thank you, Richard. Thank you so much, Richard. We're going to take a little break from Richard. Head over <laughs> to my friend, Rob. I don't know that you've met Rob. Rob and I used to work together. Um and rob rob and i i love rob 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 was a very very uh nice nice quiet man and him and i spent a whole day playing the 50 cent game together (laughs) in which one of the things where you could hit a button and you would curse for extra points got it and then all of a sudden halfway through it i heard this little tiny voice come and go dad and he's like hold on like pause everything he's like hi and was like really sweet to his daughter and then went back to playing this terrible game and that's always what i think of with rob rob is a wonderful human being hey folks i promised i'd write in hopefully i'm not too late feel free to edit or cut out anything you need well i guess i wasn't how about this i'll feel free to edit this part out because i didn't hear you Mm -hmm. Greetings, Taryn Ryan. Serious congratulations are in order for 
Getting to this point in the podcast, your original plan of getting through the entire Walt Disney Animation Studios catalog was pretty ambitious, and then you went and added a whole bunch more. <laughs> I don't know what possessed you to do this, <laughs> but I have really enjoyed hanging around and listening in. You have accompanied me on many walks and drives over the past couple of years and gotten me to go back and catch some gyms I missed. Wonderful job, and I look forward to whatever future plans you might have. Thank you, Rob. That's yeah, really nice. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, wanted some. Oh, Rob's the guy who introduced me to the A-team. Oh, okay. So Rob knows that, and and thank you so much for that. I love the A-Team. Here are, here are a few questions. Uh, how many of the films did you put on the shelf? What is your shelf-to-vault ratio? Did anyone fall off your shelf after the fact? That's funny. That is very funny <laughs> and a great question, and I wish we tracked it. I wish we it. Had, had tracked it. We, uh, will, we will get that put it up on social media. I've got some things coming out for social media. You've tracked it? I haven't tracked this, but this is something. But this is. I will say that's the one thing I hoped when Richard started listening, that Richard was going to be one of those guys who's like, makes a wikipedia for our page and stuff and it didn't happen because i certainly don't have time to go back and listen to things but uh, we also forgot so there are some episodes yeah. where we didn't ask the question but i love that and i wish i could give you that answer yeah. i would say probably more on our shelf than in the vault or in the yeah drawer. we're suckers like we, yeah, we, we like we most really things. are i would say percentage wise there's more on the shelf did any fall off your shelf after the fact <laughs> Is very funny. Um, did you have any that you, I mean, we haven't gone back and really watched as much. I will say I we did have a talk on the uh, Disney's podcast about Home on the Range, and that's one that I'm kind of interested to go back and see if it was as good as I thought it was or just better than bad. Yeah, I think there are ones like that. But, you know, the catalog is robust like there's so many uh so to go back and watch them i think it, one of our previous guests marjorie says that she does it every so often she does go through all of them and right, yeah. i give her so much props for that it's 60 films it's a lot uh so yeah i don't foresee me doing that anytime soon uh but yeah i'll keep you posted if i do change my opinion on any of those mm. Uh, as you have revisited films or actually watched films on which you might have initial impressions from marketing, for which characters did your opinions change the most? I appreciate your grammar there, Rob. Mm. Uh, for me, the biggest change was King Triton. I had, of course, seen The Little Mermaid several times, but watching it this time, I related to him so much more. Rob, I believe, has five girls. <laughs> uh which is kind of almost, he's almost getting he's Triton numbers. Almost, yeah, he's almost got all of <laughs> Triton's daughters. Uh we are the daughters of Robert. <laughs> um, might have something to do with watching my own kids grow through that age. The past few years have seen the internet get very upset with Disney. Oh, no, no, that's the next question. <clears throat> uh, might have something to do with watching my own kids grow through the age. So the question is, uh, which characters did your opinions change the most? It's a good question. And hard because you're thinking over so many films, right? I... Hmm... <sighs> I'm going to scroll back through our episodes on that. I, I would say, number one, it's less of it changing and more of like characters who have come to light as like some of like if I had never done this podcast, Joanna the Goanna would never be one of my favorite characters She's in, in fiction. As long, same with the Jose uh, Carioca. The, oh, yeah. Like I, anytime I see anything with him, I get really excited. Also, I think he's such a I coolly designed character. We would hold Gaston higher than we did after rewatching it yes. he gave us such a cringy vibe and that really changed our opinions because both of us not only love his song but really loved him as yeah. a villain and and on the rewatch in present times to me 
it didn't translate. I'm wondering if watching it now would even put him higher, would like not maybe return him to his past glory, but like that was a time when like the world was in a weird place and like Yeah, we were in a weird yeah. place. And, you know and that kind of person was like ruling the yeah, world. Yeah, I the almost time. I almost would want to re watch the Beauty and the Beast animated because I feel like it was just a weird time, you know? And and so for that, I'm trying to think if there were any other characters I'm scrolling through here a little bit. Anything I, else that I comes will to say mind I agree for you? With Titan. And, and 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 the whole Triton thing I will say, Rob, is something I see, you know. I I follow the, the 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 podcast has a TikTok page, whether or not we're active on it, but it's just something to where I can grab TikToks and share them on our Instagram mostly. Mm. I don't plan on ever creating content for TikTok, but we do have something that's I've geared that algorithm specifically towards Disney. Yeah. Same thing on Instagram. And one thing I see a lot is a lot of people going, when I was a kid, I thought Ariel, you know, why would Triton treat her that way? And everyone's like, now nah, I'm an adult and Ariel is wrong. <laughs> like everyone <laughs> turns and is like, Triton was right. I, I, I think hashtag Triton was right. We should, we should, that should be a shirt we do. Hashtag Just Triton, Triton was-, was right. And just like. His, cr- I could design this shirt. Great idea, Rob. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I'm just scrolling through to make sure that there's no one that uh, I'm leaving out because I'm sure there's other characters where opinions have changed. Mm-hmm. Any other characters that you loved that you came out not loving, or vice versa, one that you weren't into and then were into? I mean, the closest thing I could think of is Abuela and Encanto, and again, we'll get to that. But yeah. the whole thing, but that's mostly just like the the movie plays me like a fiddle with her thing where I'm like, I hate her. I like, yeah. her. you know, it's never like different i mean i went into it wanting to hate hans i felt i felt completely uh you know i vindicated. My, my vindicated i feel vindicated i was i felt righteous in my my hate for yeah for i hans. think peter pan would be another one we oh, mentioned this in one. the yeah, yeah, that's episode. an excellent one the I character lo- of peter the pan the character of peter pan and captain hook i still love captain hook mm-hmm. but to love <laughs> captain hook means you've got to watch peter pan right and, and you also have to go get the female yeah it, it has become a thing when any movie we watch it's an old movie the second someone goes Ugh. like you pretty good for a girl tara is i'm like well i know who tara's least favorite character in this yeah is. yeah i just think peter pan is a hard one mm-hmm. you know because again i don't know well, if you have any any other thoughts on I, that i think let's remove the whole like native american representation that just he's annoying he's like a girl Ugh. like he's so bratty in that movie i will say that's got a, that's the one that's it peter pan i was like oh i love peter pan i watched it and i was like i hate this peter pan yeah <laughs> he's annoying um, the past few years have seen the internet get very upset with Disney adults. Mm. Although the term is usually associated with the theme parks, I imagine having your own Disney podcast may qualify the both of you. Have you had to deal with any pushback, any hot takes uh, of your own on Disney adults, any progress on your own plans for hitting the park? Um, pers- so the closest I've come is there was someone I worked with who absolutely hated Disney and like someone made a comment that I had a Disney podcast and, uh, just mostly was like their business practices are bad. It was it was mostly from like a them as a company standpoint. And mm. and look, I think part of the reason I don't feel part of that Disney adult thing is a the amount of time I spend thinking about Disney is pretty much confined to the podcast. It, it it's significantly smaller than 
dis what I would qualify as Disney adults. Now, I also don't want to come into this thing going like, well, I'm not one of them. Oh, I think we are Disney adults. Yeah. I think we fall into a genre of the media of Disney adults, but I right. think there are Disney adults who do the parks. I think there are Disney adults who cosplay. I think they're, you know, they do some or all of those things, I right? I think when people complain about people who are obsessed with Disney to a point that it is their entire identity, like... I'm not a fan of that either. I don't think anyone should have one thing that's their entire identity, Ewoks. But I do <laughs> think, like, the people who go, Ugh, when I see an adult by them, when I see adults without children in the parks, I mean, grow up. I'm like, why don't you reach back to your inner child and try and bring them to the forefront a little more and, ha more and have a little joy in your life? Give yeah, me a break. Yeah, <laughs> well, and also, if that's what they enjoy, like, why are you trying to steal their joy? That's where I come in on that at the mm -hmm. end of the day. If it brings you joy, do it. You Especially know, within if it's reason, not bothering obviously. Anybody else. But yeah. Like, it's, if that person is being bothered because they're seeing, I think what that is is someone going, I wish I could be that free. Maybe I wish I could be yeah, that. Or maybe yeah, it's something they're uncomfortable with that and, they can't identify. Maybe I don't know. As to you I say to take in the teachings of the prophet Elsa, just let it go. <laughs> uh, that was a cute little laugh. You yeah. just did. <laughs> as far as the parks are concerned, I don't know that we've said this like in so much detail on the podcast, and we might mm -hmm. have. I have no problem saying it on the podcast. I have a hard time with how much money it costs to go to the parks. That's and I will say that, you know, again, the closest park to us is in Florida. We have talked about, I think I'd be more comfortable going to the California park right now because of politics. Yes. And we'll just leave it at that. Um, even though both of us grew up, the Florida park is our home park. I mm -hmm. would say we both grew up going to that park. Uh, I've also never been to Disneyland and it's Sleeping Beauty's castle. And I love Sleeping Beauty and Maleficent. So I do want to go to Disneyland. I'd love to go to Disneyland Paris. Like we've talked about Tokyo. Like we have talked about, mm -hmm. you know, doing these trips, but we're about to part of our break over our break. We're doing an Ireland and Scotland trip. And for what we're paying for two weeks of Ireland and Scotland still doesn't equal what we would pay to go to the park to go to disney and but that's let me remind you when you go to the park you go to england <laughs> italy mexico <laughs> that's true if you're going to one that has epcot yes yeah. uh but yeah that's, i love that I, I saw this tiktok where they're in the middle of the square in venice we were and they're looking mm -hmm. at that big tower and the guy goes i mean it's great but there's one in epcot and the, <laughs> the rest of the family's like but it's based on that he's like yeah but it's there you, there's, he's like, but this is Venice. He's like, there's a Venice part of the Italy Pavilion. And I feel I, like, like that was me. I was so like, oh my God. I feel like that was me when we went to Vegas in the Venetian. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> this, going, does, this is just like I being back like, in this Italy. This make you feel like you're back there. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not the same. I'm like, then we'll never go to Italy yeah, again because this is significantly cheaper. It's not the same. But that I think that for me is the biggest hurdle is the amount of money for... Mm -hmm. I don't understand how people, families of four, families of six... I. I truly and I'm curious what they're not doing the rest of the year to save up money for or, that. you know I know like some people lunch is not an option well, and for I know some year. people have like their credit card rewards program is tied to Disney so I know that that's a thing that people do I know that there's different perks and and probably ways that people are saving money mm -hmm. that's just not where we want yeah. to have our perks and our money but I I am shocked when, you know, you get the people who are there every year or multiple times a year. I'm like, I, I don't understand how financially um, you make that work. And I'm glad you do. And I'm glad you enjoy it. But for us, that's just not in the cards. Uh, Rob says cheers. And then he also goes on to say, uh, ask if we would consider doing things um, 
on Discord, and that's up in the air. Let me know if you guys would 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 be well, fine you, with joining a Discord server. You tried doing we one. We don't have to talk about all this on the air. Like, oh, uh, like yeah. We have a lot to get through as part okay, of why I'm okay. like, let's keep going. Then that's fine. I don't think we would do a Discord because I don't think enough mainstream people get I, I don't Discord. Know. If, if, if it, let us know what you think either way. Yeah. Um, here we are with email two from Richard. Thank you, Richard, for your support. I Hello love again, it. Tara and Ryan. I'm back again like an annoying fan. You just can't get rid of no matter how hard you try. Got a little more to add to the mailbag episode. So here are my comments, which hopefully will start some good conversation. First, I think we need to acknowledge someone whom has not only performed an amazing trifecta, but recently earned their place on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I, of course, am talking about the amazing actress Ming-Na Wen. Did you know this? Uh, who does... Who's she was in The Mandalorian and Boba Fett. She's the voice of Mulan, and she was on uh, Agents of Shield. So she's done oh, Marvel, yes. Star Wars, Disney Princess. She I got a she got a Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I uh, she not only voiced one of the one of my favorite princesses, Mulan, but she was also one of the most uh, mother loving kick butt women as Agent May on Agent of Shield. Uh, yes, yeah, she's also in Star Wars. I'm, I'm skipping through a little bit. Uh, uh, Richard agrees she totally deserves that spot. I th- I think I was going to tell Tara if I didn't already, but she got a spot in the Walk of Fame. Cool, huh? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, while re-listening to your Zootopia episode, I was really thinking about what you said in regard to it being very much copaganda. Maybe I'm not thinking about this in a real world view as it is a kid's movies, but thinking about how the whole movie played out, the point was to catch the villain behind the disappearances and expose the truth to the civilians of Zootopia. Maybe I'm thinking too hard on Judy doing her job to be a police officer she hoped to be when she was a kid, but she did not give in to the politics, however watered down they were, and she did the right thing, even arresting Mayor Lionheart for purposes holding for purposely holding citizens against their will and eventually catching Mayor Bellwether despite her position as well. I agree other shows like Brooklyn Nine Nine have had the opportunity to address the system the systemic problems with the police force due to changes that happened during the show's run. But for a kid's movie, they are trying to keep it light. Looking at it from a different side, if the characters were in the medical field and found out what was happening, would we call them out in the same way? Perhaps I'm out thinking this, but would be curious about your thoughts. So not to get, I'll keep this as light as possible, but generally the idea of like looking at putting police officers in this light of like, they're always doing the right thing. And, and, and it's, and it's, and that sort of thing is what I mean when I say copaganda. And I believe I do address in there that I do think that this is a really good movie, you know, despite it for the reasons you say where it's like, she's a good person regardless, and she's doing the right thing, et cetera, et cetera. And even the police force, you know, is not like, it's not like, you know, you're right. It's a kids movie. They're trying to keep it light. They're not going to be like, by the way, let's talk about systemic racism in a, in, in the, in the, uh, you know, the militarization of the police. It's like, come on. I will say there was that scene at the end where they're driving around in the tank that I was a little uh, and about. And I do think it's a movie. What I meant was just in like the short few years since it came out, it, it looked a little bad in some places looking back. But at the end of the day, I do agree with you. I love that movie. I think it's very good. Like it looks beautiful. And I am mostly interested to see knowing what we do know now as a society and what our thoughts on um, the usefulness of the, of police force and what their role is as a whole in society, which I think is something we should talk is, is a good way. I think of putting everything. Um, I'm interested to see what, Tootopia looks like mm. and I'm also interested because if they don't call it Tootopia 
I'm out. <laughs> Missed opportunity. I've been I've been angry ever since the two manji incident. Yeah. I do think, you know, it is hard to not let what circumstances are going on in our lives not influence our opinions with some of these things mm-hmm. too. And so, you know, what was going on in that moment in time when we watched Zootopia and kind of what we'd had lived through through that point. Um, you know, you do bring your own, I, I like the, Amanda phrased it, lived experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring your own, we bring our own lived experiences for better or for worse to each one of these episodes. And so I definitely think that that had an influence in it. But, you know, everything that Ryan said, I, I think there is, a, we loved Zootopia and I think we we do cover that as well. Mm-hmm. We cover the, the positive as well in that. Uh, sometimes, in case anyone wasn't realized, I have some very leftist views and sometimes I push them very far forward in my Disney podcast because <laughs> I think it's funny to come at it with an extremely leftist, be like, take down the man is like a funny thing to yell when you're you're doing a story about a rabbit and a fox. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of amusing. Um, I'm so glad you finally got to Encanto as it's become probably my favorite Disney movie to watch. If it plays, I am turning on the karaoke mic myself. There was one fact, however, that was huge that I'm surprised you not mentioned as it was been known by quite a few publications okay maybe you did or did not know but at the time of recording songs and dialogue for Encanto Stephanie Beatrice who plays Mirabel was waiting on a miracle of her own ironically when she was in the studio singing waiting on a miracle she was in active labor wow no I had not heard no I think I did Richard I think you posted this on the Facebook page and I feel like I read it and I was like oh my god that's amazing and then I forgot to mention it to Ryan so I'm glad you emailed us about it yeah it's wild. Between takes of the song, she was supposedly doing Lamas breathing for her contractions. So the song actually has a double meaning for her in that she was expecting the birth of her first child and she did not deliver while singing. What? I did not know this. this yeah, is, I didn't know that at all. Crazy. We didn't come across that in our research at wow, all. That's okay. awesome. Thank you for sharing that, I, Richard. I will say she's a great follow on TikTok and, and Instagram. Yes, she's she is. wonderful. I love her. Um, I will say that my favorite song in Encanto as well is actually Surface Pressure. As for me, it really hit me hard due to working in the medical field during COVID-19. Mm-hmm. It just, thank you for your for your hard work, Richard, by the way. It just spoke to me and many of my coworkers, as most were women, whom were just burnt out by all the extra work we had to, we had and continued to do to staffing shortages from illnesses. Uh, it became something empowering for them as well as myself because we got through the hard times together. Even though many of us were dealing with our own issues, I will disagree with your issue about Jessica Darrow singing the song mainly due to seeing her performing, perform the song in other venues if you can see it online. I think the low to high transition was great due to her being a baritone. Okay, I'm willing I'm willing to be proven wrong here. Mm-hmm. Sure, you could have an alto or soprano singer do the song, but her gruff tone mimics a gruff exterior nature of Louisa and in that inside is more sensitive than she lets the world see. Mm. I also, we haven't watched and I want to, I believe the Hollywood bowl where they perform in Kanto and they all sing mm-hmm. all the songs I think is on Disney plus. So I would actually like to watch that because it's all of them doing it live. I will throw my hat in there with Ryan after hearing about his views on musicals during the Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella by admitting I too as a child saw many musicals thanks to my grandmother. If we remember, this was the only movie I've been in that I fell asleep during. <laughs> uh, while you may not like them, I grew to love musicals, though most of my catalog involves works of Andrew Lloyd Webber. I loved Cinderella as a kid and watched it many times during 
watched it many times because my mom recorded it when it was first shown during the wonderful world of Disney. While I still haven't seen the updated version of Cinderella, I still hold this version as one of my favorites. It was good. That was another one that was a surprise for me. I liked it even though I fell asleep. I was just tired and it was, yeah. you know, I I like Cinderella. I like that story. I like how we've come to be big Cinderella stands. But like, it's the same story. Like, I, I know the yeah. story. So like, uh-huh. any of it. Uh, I will end this email here, but just for Ryan, how awesome is it when Jay Uso told Jimmy that he was out of the bloodline <laughs> and then left himself after su- super kicking Roman Reigns? It was really cool. The whole bloodline story, I think, has gone downhill a little bit since Sami Zayn's been taken out of it, and I'm not sure they know exactly what to do with Sami and Kevin as the uh, undisputed tag team champs, but the bloodline continues to be one of the best stories in wrestling. It's very exciting. I'm sure Tara also has some thoughts on this. Do you have any idea what's going on with no, but I, I know as soon as he mentioned those names, I know who you're talking about. It's been a while since we've had a Jenkins Mania event, so Tara's kind of fallen behind a little bit on wrestling. Uh, so I would love to hear how she felt about that moment, too. You did not see that. I was exactly. at the Royal Rumble when uh, Sammy hit Roman with the chair, so that was that place exploded. It was insane, Richard. Anyway, thank you so much for your email. Um, let's see what I have next. Oh, uh, Facebook question. So we really only have uh, uh, one Facebook question from Ryan divided up into four points from other Ryan. I'll yes, other that. Ryan, uh, past, past, guest. past, and future guests. Yes. Um, but we do have one comment from Mary Jane. I'm still angry. You don't consider Abuela a villain. <laughs> I know that's what we took heat from I'm Mary sorry. Jane. I, I think we do our best to explain in the episode. But why? I I just. I just... I can't get there. Cultural trauma is a smog we all breathe in. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, Ryan asked a few good questions that I really like. Uh, after recording, how does it? How long does it take you to edit, prep, and load an episode? <laughs> Way longer than I'd like to admit on air. Like, it, Luckily, I can sometimes, depending on how much like actual audio engineering and sound... And sound quality changing I need to do, I can kind of like play a game or do something while I'm listening to it and just kind of listening for Tara to scream, cut this out, cut this out. Like, for example, this episode won't be heavy lifting as far as editing goes. It's a long one, though. Thanks, Richard. And uh, (laughs) just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, length is always going to be an issue. Yes. As far as, you know, time. Time. Yeah, yeah. So so I think what I will... Sometimes I get it done days before... um, the Thursday sometimes it's coming in at eleven fifty nine. It's coming in like, hot, <laughs> and I will say since we've upped our tech the way that we now record, and if anyone's interested in that, you can ask Ryan on the Facebook page because I don't know what it is. I just talk into the microphone. But <laughs> ever since he has upped kind of the uh, device we use, I would say that it's probably helped you with editing because you can adjust levels and you can do other things. Yeah. So. Uh, will you have a bracket for best live action dance number, i.e. Mary Poppins and others? Uh, so one, yes. I love that. Two, uh, when, not sure exactly. Probably, we have So right now we're finishing up the listener's choice bracket. It'll be probably done by the time this episode airs. And then the next one is going to take a while because it is a 64 princess battle royale. I'm so. ready for it. Battle royal because it's actually princesses. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, I got to change all my marketing for it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Uh, this is for Ryan. If you were getting to work on a game that used one of the animation styles you've seen in one of the Disney cartoons so far, 
which one would you want? Now, I have the luxury of answering this question kind of anywhere I want because I'm not an artist, so my answer doesn't really change a ton of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm probably going to make someone like Leanne pull their hair out. Or Carly, maybe. Or, or Car- well, Carly, yeah. Oh, like, Carly's not on video yes. games, but still. Um, I like stop motion. I have become such a fan of stop motion. And it's so silly because I, I think I said this in the in the Nightmare Before Christmas episode. I go, oh, it's because it's actually happening. They're just taking pictures of stuff that's happening. That's how original animation works. It's like drawings. But like the idea that it's just a camera just going click, click, and then they move something. And so I started noticing like the look of like fingerprints or the fact that because there's a lot of digital stuff now to make it look like claymation mm. and it and and there was a whole bunch of stuff i've read that they've done in those movies where it's like they take out every few frames or they like double up frames or do things to make it look a little more bumpy and 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 and, and not wrong but just like homemade yeah and i love that now there have been some claymation games there's a game called clay fighter 64 i played where it was all the animations. Because like for like the original Mortal Kombat, they're just filming it and then they just play the sprites. It was the same thing, only it was a it was claymation fighters. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I think that's what I'd go for. That'd be my thing. But again, that's that's not going to change like my workflow. So there's yeah. probably artists going, no, and pulling out their hair. Um, the next one's for Tara. Have you been able to use any songs that you've heard doing the podcast in your music therapy? Mm, that's a good question. Or would you if you had or it? Would you? So would I? Yes. Uh, I think I talked in the Encanto episode a little bit about how I would use several of those songs, but Surface Pressure and going to Amanda what, said she uses Surface yeah, Pressure. Yeah, and going to what Richard said about you know how he related to that song, that would be one of the reasons I would use it. Uh, I... In my work, you know, I work with older adults, and that's not to say they don't, they don't love Disney and they can love Disney. I haven't gotten specific requests that's like, hey, I want to hear this Disney song or I love this Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have uh, done 10 Minutes Ago, which is from Cinderella on Broadway. So I've mm. done that. So that's a little adjacent because I had someone who loved musicals, loved Rodgers and Hammerstein. So uh, I've used 10 minutes ago. Uh, I've used Baby Mine, which is the lullaby from Dumbo. Uh, so I've used that, you know, just kind of humming the melody, singing that one. I've used that in a couple different ways. Uh, for me, it's all about client request for the most part. I really want to... Um, tailor a session of client preferences so that's really what it comes down to have you considered using the grogan song from pete's dragon at the beginning no i will never use that uh the other thing i will say is i do (laughs) thematic sessions as well so sometimes when i'm visiting groups uh of older adults in you know a a care community uh so i might do something like that i haven't done any disney in a while but uh sometimes i get requests you know sometimes an activities director or someone might say hey we're gonna talk about this can you match music to it so i have gotten you know it's walt disney's birthday and we're doing this celebration and talking about our favorite disney movies and stuff and so in that opportunity you know i shared some disney music that way so it really just depends uh but i'm not opposed to it at all i think surface pressure comes to mind uh I'm trying to think if there's, I mean, I know there's more, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, I think is just a fun one to make 
people laugh. Like, you know, you that's could, just one that's really fun. One of the things we learned is that they brought in like pop musicians to come up with some of the songs for like Cinderella and stuff. So they got a little more popular. So I feel like you could do some of the like, like Jungle Book, like Bare Necessities might be like the ones yeah. that are kind of like have well, transcended there's also, the. There's also ones where, you know, a, a mainstream artist has recorded a version of it. So it could be popular. So again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, uh, that there's not opportunity there. Again, I just am mostly go off of preferences of my clients and, and genres and things like that. So presently, I'm not using anything Disney that comes to mind, but those are, I, I hope that answers the question. Mm-hmm. I think so some a great things answer. from the past that I've used. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about before we do our final thing is uh, our future plans and kind of let you guys know what we're doing. Um, so the plan right now is we're going to take a break and then our next season will be, as we've said, Don Bluth, the the secret of Nim. Uh, it's not five goes West American tale land before time. Those type, those movies from the eighties. And I think the very, very early two thousands was probably the last one. Um, it's going to be a shorter season. Uh, going to start probably, I think we're thinking of sometime in October, but I do want to let everyone know we've got, you know, personal stuff going along then. So we'll see, uh, we will always let you guys know what the plan is and, and, as it comes, but we are a fly by the seat of our pants podcast. Yeah, um, we've got so. some things going on that might just affect the schedule. Yeah. So, uh, so was that? But after that, then we, you know, uh, we the 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 planned next season after as we start our Pixar season, which will probably take two seasons. For anyone asking, we do have other ideas for seasons. We've talked about a Studio Ghibli season. We've talked about a Jim Henson season. We've talked about doing. Uh, Academy Award uh, nominated, animated. We'll we'll figure all this out. I've got enough ideas to keep <laughs> us going for quite some time. I've seen the spreadsheets, even if I don't remember what it says on. I them. guarantee you, we will be burnt out on this thing long before all of my ideas come to fruition. <laughs> However, but anyway, so we will, you know. But we do have plans. I think we're. I, I I have way more faith in our ability to keep going since this. We made it all the way through. Yeah, agreed. But we do need a break, so we'll be having that. We will have some stuff coming through in the break. Uh, right now on the on the Facebook page, we are doing and the Facebook page and the Instagram, we're doing the listeners' choice bracket to pick an episode that we'll do a full episode on. Last time we did Iron Giant and Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. I don't know if we'll do the second place one. We'll see. Um, right now going into the final four, we have the Muppet movie, the Lego movie. So those two will be going up against each other for a spot in the finals. And we have Kung Fu Panda versus Coraline, the winner of that one versus the winner of Shrek versus Princess Mononoke. I don't know why I'm telling you this because when this comes out, we'll probably have a winner already. So yeah, anyway, but, but that was a lot of fun. We like doing a lot of brackets. If you're not on the Facebook page or the Instagram, keep an eye there. We love, I love, we've had a bracket for, Disney daddies who can get it. We've had a bracket for best Disney ghosts. Yeah. During the Halloween, we usually have like a bracket. We've done ghosts. Have we done monster? We done ghosts and witches. Maybe monsters is the next one we'll do. Yeah. Um, we also are going to have something I'm calling Pinocchio Month, <laughs> which is we will do a mini tale every day that month for a different version Not of Pinocchio. Not every day, every week. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's so, let's revise that. Uh, so every, every week every, that month. Every, yes, every week that for four, well, I, I, I think every week, but for four, we'll have four episodes um, doing, I believe we're doing uh, Pinocchio and the Emperor of Nightmares, which was supposedly my mother's least favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Adventures of Pinocchio. I think that's the, what it's called, but it's the Jonathan Taylor Thomas JTT. version. Uh, the live action remake with Tom Hanks as Geppetto 
And then we will be doing uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Academy Award winning stop motion uh, Pinocchio, which I'm very, very excited about. The one that came out, I think, just last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Some other ideas we have as maybe something we'll do during the break. Oh, we'll also have our version of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Some point I'd like to get some people together. We've been talking about doing what we were calling the Disney Princess movie draft in which Mm -hmm. each person will be asked to draft a villain, a prince, a princess, sidekicks blah blah, blah yeah. and write just a short blurb of that and we'll hopefully get some returning guests for that villains court is still in the air though i think we're probably going to move that to next season but we will have if you have a bone to pick with us about how we've scored a villain please write in um call in do whatever you can to get a hold of us maybe doesn't sound like much of a break huh we got a lot of stuff planned um <laughs> i think when you're doing it like once a month or something yeah be it's fine, fine. Yes, i'm just yes, making a I joke just, it's gonna be fine <laughs> you're no you're right you're right you are like my governor chip keeping me from just being like we're gonna take a break and do something every month anyway <laughs> um but yes okay so the final thing uh, so, so if you guys want to hear anything in particular, you're going to hear Tara and I's beautiful voices in just a second telling you how you can get a hold of us and tell us those things. But yes. uh, the last thing I wanted to do is I set up some, let's see if we got some more. Nope. Oh, yep. Looks like we got some more. So I got up. These are some quick fire. I, I set up a, uh, it's NGL, which I think stands for not going to lie. Um, and it is, uh, it's a thing where you can send anonymous questions. Oh. Okay, fine. Um, and a lot of these, you, you're looking on here, and a lot of these are checked. Those are ones, like, not going to lie, we'll send you ones like the actual programmer will. But I think oh, that it's, yeah, fu- yeah, it's yeah. funny how they make it seem like it's a real it's person, so someone. they'll misspell things. Like, one of them said, like, what's your favorite Netflix suggestions? Like, oh, to misspell geez. Netflix. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I, I know this is you. So, we're going to start. The, some of these, you know, are, since they're anonymous, they're going to get real deep. They're going to get real serious. And they can't get real personal. So first question, who farts the loudest? <laughs> so I think well, this uh, is funny. without question, we all know the answer is me. Or lady. Uh, no, or lady, is, lady silent. Ladies are quiet. Okay, actually. anyway. <laughs> um, uh, question number two. Does Tara win by pinfall or submission against Ryan? Ooh. So do you pin me or do you, I mean, I have my preference, <laughs> but um, do you pin me or do you make me submit? Make you submit. She's Louise, okay. Right? Because pin is like, I would like a three hold you down. You hold me down, I go one, and two, three. Submit pin is, is I, I, you put me in such a, a, a painful position that I tap. Submit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Disney film were you throw under the bus every time? <laughs> Pete's Dragon. Yeah, I think we've said it enough. Pete's <laughs> Dragon. I will also say, I think I took a lot of guff for uh, saying I didn't like Aristocats. Like, I'm sure Aristocats... I, I probably say Aristocats is worse than it actually is. I think Aristocats is a movie. Like it's just like I don't want to see it anymore. So, can I borrow some deer tripods? Yes, you can, Jim from Forney. Um, who? Ha- why hasn't there been a minisode on the John Wick franchise? First and foremost. This is an interesting question because if we could, because there was a while there where I wanted to do just a Return of the Jedi one on my birthday. I think there was the yeah. one that came out on my birthday. Like, I, I you know, we did Turner and Hooch, which is about about as like out there as we've gotten of like no Disney connection or no yeah, for whatever listener request. And- we obviously won't ever do a John Wick thing. We can give you a real quick report. Uh, the the show movies have diminishing returns, and the first one is still the, the best. The first one is fantastic. We did not like the, 
I will say the last hour of the fourth one was great. Getting to that point was a struggle. It was a big struggle in and the theater. And I wish I didn't see it in the theater. Yes. Which is saying a lot because we love them. And we can also be confident in these opinions because we rewatched all of them leading up to the yes. fourth one. So we've very recently seen all of them again. Yes. So. So there you have it. Hot take. Which did this one was really good. I saw this one. Which Disney prince would Ryan want for Tara, and which Disney princess <laughs> would Tara want for Ryan, assuming they had passed from this life? Okay, oh, the last okay, was, that part I we're not <laughs> including that part, just well, hypothetically. Oh, well, I okay, but I also don't like the thing where I'm just giving you a Disney prince, and I guess I'm just walking <laughs> away. What's going on here? I guess okay. I mean, I. Eric is a hunk and Eric is like I don't like how they wrote him how he took all the agency away from Ariel in the Little Mermaid and let's only do animated let's only yes, do animated yes, yes, princess yes, 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 yes. and I I think I think Eric I think Eric's really good I mean Aladdin is kind of a prince too I don't know in this case like the classic Disney prince I'd go Eric oh well classic well I, I just like in the classic who would you give for me my immediate gut first thought was Tiana because she the works what? she works hard oh. she puts you in your place why, like you, why she wouldn't. wait wait I, why am I getting the one who's gonna give me chores <laughs> I mean I all, Tiana, all due respect I think Tiana Tiana's wonderful to, but I think Tiana you know you need someone who can put you in your place every so often I, I think not, Tiana would would do that for I you did not I can pick a this. different answer if you want hold on let I me mean, think let me think of no some that other no ones. I'm going to, we're going with your first class that was that I was that was my gut that was just like what first came to mind which Disney afternoon? I like yours for me, by the way. Thank you. Which Disney <laughs> afternoon show? I will say, I as much. Eric has some agency. I think. Eric, I think, does, and I think he really loves and tries to. He dives into the water. He can't breathe underwater. He's throwing a harpoon at Ursula. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which Disney afternoon show needs the Ducktales revival? Goof Troop, Tailspin, or Bonkers? Technically, we got Darkwing Duck already. Okay. Uh, what about Gargoyles? Is that not getting? Ooh, do you though? want Gargoyles? No, yeah, I would love. I, a, I would love. A gargoyles, gargoyles redo. Mm-hmm. I think he was going for like the funnier ones. Oh, got it. So say the other ones goof again. Goof Troop, Tailspin, and Bonkers, and I would go with Goof Troop. I don't remember Bonkers. Help me out. It was essentially they wanted to make um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit the show, but they oh, made it, okay. it was, it was, it was say, a cartoon cop. I would say Goof Troop as well. I would, I would agree too. With you. I think there's more to there's more interesting stuff there's to be said there. about a uh, like single father, and you could get a little serious in spots. And I want to like the cool thing about the new Ducktales is they dive deep into the roster of people. I want to know who Max's mom is. Mm, who yeah. is Max's mom? Like, and is it you know? I, I think Goof Troop is like you know it's it's a typical uh, suburban sitcom. So I think that's like stuff you could play with as well. But yeah. anyway, uh, the Disney Afternoon Bundle is six of six games is currently on sale for five dollars on PlayStation Network. <gasps> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, whoever sent that. Thank in. That you, wasn't a question. and we will be buying it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Although I very rarely play the PlayStation anymore. I'm I'm a Switch gal these days. But and, and Tara, the the most important question and the last one we have. What Diablo four character are you running? Devil. I don't know. What is <laughs> I don't know anything about Diablo Four, but the all the uh, commercials look horrifying. <laughs> I, I'm playing a little I'm a necromancer who I have named Goria, which is like Gloria only with gore because I thought that was funny. I didn't even know you were playing Diablo Four, so there I haven't played too much of it. I've heard it's much more fun if you have people, but I'm playing by myself. Oh, I um, don't know anything about the Diablo series of games. You know so. what? Amazing Wonder Ryan on PlayStation Network, if you want to play a game with me, there's no G in amazing. Other than that, it's just all one word. So come at me.
at me, join me on oh, PlayStation. Oh, so you can play Network. with other people. Yeah, I'm playing. I will mm. tell you, I'm playing a lot of um, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. I don't know that many people play, are playing that, but this is the kind of stuff you expected to get at the end of our Disney podcast. <laughs> Tara. Thank you so much. This was a long one, but uh, this was a it lot was. of fun. Thank you I, guys so much. I love all our mailbag episodes because I don't prepare. I'm just, you know, it's <laughs> off the cuff. And that's how Ryan got paired with Tiana, I guess. Yeah, and so. despite the fact that I didn't have Tiana cracking the whip, I somehow got everything organized for this. So I know. Good for you. Oh, my goodness. I think I deserve a big pat on the back for that. What a legend. Let's take a big, long break, Tara. Next time. I'm ne- ready next for thing, it. Next week, y'all will hear Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. We will be taking a long-deserved break. Uh, we will see you sometime, you know, every once in a while until we come back with, I believe our first one will be when we come back for the Don Bluth episode, Secret of Nim, which will also be great because we don't have to record that one again. Ah, <laughs> great. Ha <laughs> ha. Even longer break. <laughs> Thanks, Jokes guys. on you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for writing in. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, I'll just echo what Ryan said, but we so appreciate all the love, the bones to pick, and everything in between. So thank you, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello, call the Princess Diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD1. That's 707-968-7731. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com, tweet at us at trpdiaries on Twitter, or check out our Instagram at trprincessdiaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, vote in our Disney theme brackets, and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash trprincessdiaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Check out pods.link slash trprincessdiaries for all the places you can find us on the web, including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh